Our soldiers and our servicemen and women don't need pity. They need to be appreciated. Hi, this is Captain Adam Morton from the Canadian Army Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Silver Cross Mothers. For those that don't know, the Silver Cross, or the Memorial Cross as it's also known as, is awarded to mothers and widows of Canadian soldiers who died in active duty or whose death was attributed to such duties. Joining us today from the Kingston area is Mrs. Sanson Da, who is the 2019 National Silver Cross Mother. G'day, ma'am. Good day to you. So for starters, perhaps uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, uh, my family has a, a background, if you wish, in the military, more than a background, they're fully immersed in the military. My husband was uh, is a retired military engineer, uh, and my, I have four sons who all went to RMC, except the eldest one, but who ultimately got two master degrees from RMC. So everybody has the military background. One is in Ottawa, um, and uh, he is a commanding officer of the Special Forces. The other one, Philip, is in Vancouver as a surgeon, a trauma surgeon, and um, but he's military. The third one, James, uh, served uh, for five years after his graduation and now works for an American company, but he also had a, a tour in Bosnia and other places. So, And uh, tragically, we lost our youngest son, Matthew, Captain Matthew Daw, who was killed in action in July of 2007. So I know well what it means to be a member of a military community. Um, my husband was in the forces for over 40 years when he retired. And please don't ask me how many moves we had. I don't know. Many, many moves. So, um, so of course, it kind of, you know, it, it adds flavor to a family. That's who we are. And uh, we have a lot of other interests too, but you can't take away the military background that we have. Yeah, of course. And that is just an incredible family story. Four sons all in the military, plus your husband. Hmm. I don't know who followed whom, but they <laughs> kind of, I, even the youngest, Matthew, oh, he, you know, he wasn't going to go to military college. There's no way I'm going to military college. We said, fine, whatever you want to do, Matthew, you're free to do whatever you want. And, uh, and his dad said, well, you might apply just in case. If you get it, you don't have to go. That's up to you. And he had applied to three other universities. And when the answer came back saying that he was accepted at RMC, he went, yes. So I think he really wanted to go there. But he, I think he was afraid of being disappointed that if he didn't make it, he would be letting down his brothers. So, but anyway, so that's how it came about, you know, just one followed the other and that's how it happened. Wow. And I imagine that they were pretty proud of their dad, otherwise they wouldn't have done that, would they? Yeah, of course. So you're the 2019 National Silver Cross Mother. What, is, what does that mean? What, do, what duties does that entail? Well, first of all, the, a little history or clarification about the Silver Cross Mothers. All the mothers who lost a son or a daughter in mission receive a Silver Cross. So we're all Silver Cross Mothers. So what I've been chosen to do this year is to be the National Silver Cross Mother. 
and there is only one that is chosen every year. So I was asked to do that. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what the selection process, I have no idea. But anyway, they ask you if you would kindly do that. And I was a bit hesitant at first because it implies opening your private life to a whole lot of people. And it, it can be mean emotional times too. I mean, that means that you have to relive all those moments that you never forget, but you don't necessarily want to talk that, talk about that at length uh, with everybody listening to you. But I thought that maybe I could help all the other mothers by telling them that they weren't alone and that uh, as tragic as it is, you know, you ought to be proud of your child. He or she did what she wanted to do and uh, knowing very well the dangers of it and they decided to do it anyway. And what would they say? If that happened, you know, I still, I could hear my son, Matthew, Simon, come on, you, you got to carry on. You can't be moping about and you just have to. And then I said, I have to start enjoying life, enjoying the things that he can no longer enjoy. And that doesn't mean that you just go around being merry all the time, but you try to be positive and for the ones around you, my children, my grandchildren, and in memory of my dear Matthew that I miss every day. That's a really powerful message. Thank you. Thank you. That's what being the National Silver Cross Mother means. That means that there's a lot more, there are a lot more things that you expect when you accept. I thought I would lay a wreath in Ottawa and that would be the end of that. But uh, there have been, uh, especially last uh, fall, when they first started, I had interview after interview after interview after interview. So I'm kind of getting used to that yeah. now. So, but not on not only that, it's uh, going to one ceremony after another, and uh, again being asked questions that even if you mention that you didn't want those questions to be asked. Sometimes people will kind of forget, I think, or maybe are a bit insensitive and they will ask anyway. Like, uh, for example, describe how, how you learn how your son was killed. Do you think I want to do that? Yeah. No, I'm not going to go through that for your agreement or, you know. Yeah. So uh, those were things that, that had a bit of a negative impact. But put that aside and all the experience of meeting all the veterans, the uh, the incredible experience of laying a wreath in Ottawa and observing the thousands of civilians and veterans, young and old, standing there for hours in the freezing cold. I was only there for about an hour, and I thought it was so cold. I thought I, was, I looked like a Michelin man underneath <laughs> my coat. It was freezing. But I kept thinking, you know, I, I was so proud of all those people showing up and expressing their gratitude for all the soldiers and what they do day in, day out. So that was a very uh, positive thing. And I also had the great opportunity to go to Italy for the commemoration ceremony of uh, the Italian campaign. So I met the veterans of that campaign, which who were from 93 to 100 years old. So they were extraordinary men and brave and humble and funny and a great sense of humor and just 
it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And to be able to see physically what they went through, you know, the terrain there in Italy is incredible. They were just like sitting ducks at the bottom and the, the German forces were on up on each side, you know, just, they, but they went anyway, they just carried on. So it was really an extraordinary experience. So of course, I will always cherish those things and visiting different cemeteries in Europe as well when I was there. So it was really a learning and a very touching experience. It's interesting you would say that that way as well, because if I look at my experiences in France, uh, it very much mirrors that where you have a lot of the much older veterans now and even the, the people of France and you're looking at the terrain and you're kind of reliving those moments with them. And, and it can be a really profound experience to hear the people who maybe have been there or at least a previous generation have been there and have gone through all these challenges talking about how they feel about what happened there. Mm-hmm. It is an experience that I think more Canadians should have the opportunity to see and to realize how much appreciation there there is in, in those countries. You know, there you go to Holland or Italy or any of those places, and they're so proud and so grateful. You spoke a little bit about opening yourself up to people as the National Silver Cross Mother and also, you know, after hearing about your family history, you've gone through pretty much as much as a person who's not in the forces could go through with having sons going to war and a husband also that's been in the military and having lost family members. What would you tell the families of, of serving soldiers or somebody who's considering to serve? What would you say to them? I would say certainly don't tell them not to do it. Okay, they... To me, uh, being in the forces is a noble profession. You go there ready to serve, regardless of what you're asked to do. It's also, you know, a lot of young men and women go there for the adventure. And I'm sure you've experienced and you've been challenged to do things that you never thought that you could do. And then you do them and you're so proud. But more than that, I think it's the fact that they accept to put their lives on the line to defend whoever is asking for it, whether it's in those faraway missions or at home. You know, they're asked to intervene in areas like with the pandemic now. They went to work in, uh, you know, old age homes to help, and they did an excellent job. You know, everybody was so impressed, civilian. They were all amazed at what the soldiers did. And whether it's a flood or forest fire or rescue at sea, or they're always there whenever something is needed, important. So they should be proud. And uh, furthermore, you can't tell an adult child not to do something if they have their heart set on it, because they will do it anyway. And if they feel your approval, then they'll do it with some relief and pride. And they won't feel that their parents are on their back, you know, kind of holding them back. You can't do that to a person. Let them go freely to their destination and hopefully they won't get hurt. But, you know, they could get hurt also crossing the road or as a fireman or as a, you know, medic or any other type of profession. So, no, I, I certainly would never tell them not to do it. It's funny because some of the things you said remind me of what 
I've talked to my mom about when I came back from Afghanistan and it was basically the same thing. She's like, I was pretty worried about it, but at the same time, I knew I couldn't tell you not to go because you're going to do whatever you want anyways. And so she, she kind of says exactly that. Well, there you go. Wise words. <laughs> yeah. Mom, mom's no best for sure. That's right. Speaking of these missions and stuff, I understand that you're also involved in some ongoing charity work uh, with women's education in Afghanistan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. The organization, initially it was called Canadians Women for Women in Afghanistan, and it is called that in all the other sectors. But here in Kingston, we have some uh, men also who are involved, so we decided to shorten it to Canadians for Women in Afghanistan. And the purpose of the organization is to help education of women and girls in Afghanistan. And that has been supporting a school, an orphanage, uh, and teaching. They're making real progress. Um, there are 30 chapters across the country, and uh, it's a fundraising activity. But it is a very successful in providing. There are so many more girls and women in school now, and they have school uh, virtual as well, online. Uh, we send books, libraries. Uh, um, like we have one particular school in Kabul, and that's for girls and women who are disadvantaged, who could otherwise couldn't go to school. So we provide uniforms, we provide uh, fuel for warming up the school, and food and books and teachers and everything. So, you know, a lot of those girls have gone on to go to university. So it is really important. And I, to me, I think as a mother of somebody who went there and the one who did not come back, I think it makes me feel better. And I'm sure it should make the veterans feel better too, to know that all the work that they did there wasn't in vain. You know, the mission, I mean, they're not there anymore. But the mission continues. And furthermore, if the military hadn't been there to start with, we wouldn't have been able to go in and help. But now because of that, you know, they opened the, the road for us and we were able to, to do those things and we will continue to do that. It's a great organization. And all of the funds go to, well, now we have a small proportion of the money going to, because there is an office in Kabul, so we have to pay you know, a driver and a director of the programs right on the on the grounds there. But it, I mean, it's minimum. It's a very small proportion of the funds. Otherwise, everything else goes directly for the school and the students and the teachers. I really like your message that you're saying kind of the, not the military mission, but improvements continue when you come back. And sometimes, you know, you come back from deployment, you, you just want to get home, and then you kind of go through your reintegration into society. And then the next mission is on, whatever that is, whether it's training or preparing for the next thing. And even though you think about things, where you've been and what you've done, sometimes it kind of falls off your radar and you're just focused on what's next. And I find it really encouraging that you're talking about, you know, how there's still follow-on effects after all of this time where things are getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, the uh, members of the organization in Kabul have said that many times over. They're very, very grateful for what the military did. And as I said, they know that they wouldn't have been able to survive if it hadn't been for our soldiers going there and helping. So... Take that and, uh, you know, believe in that. Speaking of remembering the things that we've done, 
as we know, every November, that's when Remembrance Day is and Veterans Week. What should Canadians be reflecting on as we approach that time frame? And when they're there, what should they be thinking about? What do you think they should be thinking about? Well, I think just the fact that they're there tells us that they do appreciate what the military men and women did, you know, and the veterans and so on. But uh, as a National Silver Cross mother, I was asked to uh, lay a wreath on November the 11th. And I was so impressed by the number of people who were there. I was told that there were close to 3,000 people there. And it was so cold. And there were young ones, older ones, old veterans with their blankets, others with just standing there for hours. Well, doesn't that tell you that people care? It certainly did to me. I had never attended a ceremony in Ottawa. I've attended, I always do every year here in Kingston. But to see such a large number impressed me beyond imagination. I was really touched by that. And... uh, So the fact that they're there, as I said, they don't need to be told. They're there because they appreciate and they want to say thank you to the veterans and so on. And uh, I think we are very fortunate to live in a country like Canada, so we've never had any conflicts right here. But uh, if you go to other countries like in France or Holland or Italy, and you visit the cemeteries there or you attend any kind of ceremonies, People are ever so grateful. And I can appreciate that, you know, like if you've never lived through a war, you don't really know what that means on a day-to-day basis. And for Canadians, you know, of course, it's not something that's in the back of our mind all the time. But when November comes and Remembrance Day comes, at least take the time to reflect and say thank you to all the people who have been there particularly the families of the ones who didn't come back. But uh, show your appreciation. Our soldiers and our servicemen and women don't need pity. They need to be appreciated, you know, and they should be proud. They don't need and uh, they don't want pity either. They uh, chose to do what they did. They did it, you know, bravely. And some of them suffered, you know, psychologically as well as physically and all kinds of harms that come with war but don't associate soldiers with uh, wanting to go to, to go to war nobody wants war but we need to have soldiers to help us get through it when it happens like i can tell that you're extremely passionate about this subject too because and and a lot of the things that you say really resonate with just my experience with my peers and and my family. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk about all of this stuff because I know it, it can't always be easy. And like you said, you know, opening yourself up to all of this, uh, you know, emotional movement, it can't be easy. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to talk to us about it. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add before uh, we, we wrap things up? No, I think we're done, Adam. <laughs> right. No, but thank you. <laughs> and good luck to you. Thank you, ma'am. So that was Mrs. Sasson Daw speaking to us as the 2019 National Silver Cross mother. This is the Canadian Army Podcast. As usual, don't forget to subscribe and follow us and follow the Canadian Army on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Stay frosty, guys. Bye.